Okay, so good morning, everyone. Let's pray together as we start. Lord, thank you for the gift of this new day. As we come into your presence now, may we meet with you afresh. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Our theme for the week is thriving. And this morning, we're going to be looking at words from the prophet Jeremiah from chapter 17. And it's just two verses, so I'm going to read them now to begin. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Jeremiah had been called and set apart by God to deliver a very uncomfortable message. And like so many of the biblical writers, he uses pictures from the natural world to get his message across. Over time, he has become known as the prophet of doom. In fact, he was the veritable private Fraser of the Old Testament with his message of, we're doomed. He lived at a critical time in the nation's history. They were being attacked on all sides and fought over by powerful nations so that their very existence was in question. And this is made much worse by the behavior of the people as this was happening during the darkest period in Jewish history. Human sacrifice and the black arts filled Jerusalem with innocent blood as the people turned their back on God and worshiped pagan deities. So this was the background into which the words of Jeremiah 17, 17 to eight were spoken, where he gives his picture of what it looks like to thrive in difficult times. So I'll read those words again. Jeremiah 17, seven to eight. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They should be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. In these few verses, Jeremiah gets to the heart of the problem. And he contrasts two different ways of living and in who or what we put our trust. He does this through two contrasting and vivid pictures and what it means for him to thrive. In the previous two verses, he portrays the person who trusts in their own way, as stunted in growth and living in a spiritual desert. The reality of that desert is summed up in three features, thirst, sterility, and emptiness. It is a truly chilling picture, but there is a beautiful alternative. And the key to it is trust. He says, blessed are those whose trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord, for they, will grow and flourish. 
So what will that look like? And how do we relate it to our own present circumstances? I have written these verses down and have been using them as a bookmark in my Bible for some while now. They speak to me deeply, not just because I'm a gardener or because I can see the beautiful green leaves of the trees growing by the river as I look out of our kitchen window, but because they create in me a deep longing to flourish, just like this tree, no matter what happens. Jeremiah pictures a tree by the water with green leaves that continually bears fruit. Green leaves are regularly used as a picture of hope in the Old Testament. When the dove Noah had sent out returned with an olive leaf, he knew there was hope and new growth was beginning. Isaiah talks of beautiful plants springing up in desert places as a sign of new life and blessing. And we now often talk about green shoots of growth. Stephen Cottrell in his book, Do Nothing to Change Your Life, talks about seeing a tiny sliver of green pushing up through newly laid tarmac and forcing its minuscule roots into whatever moisture it could find. And as he stares in astonishment at the tenacious creativity of this tiny green speck of life and hope, he is overwhelmed with a huge desire to get down on his knees there and in the street, praise God. Mm. In scripture, hope means the certain expectation of something you don't have yet, but you will have it in the future. Why? Because it's promised by God who we can totally trust. Hope is something that people are talking about a lot at the moment and are trying to find signs of it. So as Christians, we should be living as hope bearers. Nelson Mandela said this, may your choices reflect your hope, not your fears. May your choices reflect your hope and not your fears. But this plant by the river not only has green leaves, it continually bears fruit. The purpose of the plant is to reproduce itself. Our purpose is to glorify God and to bear fruit for him. Jesus says in John 15, by this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, our purpose is to express his life, his likeness to the world that he loves so much. But now comes the hard bit. The tree that Jeremiah portrays does not flourish in comfort. It endures heat and drought and tough times, but it continues to thrive and bear fruit in spite of everything that is thrown at it. I think it deserves a round of applause. <laughs> How does it do it? Well, 
We know the roots are the conduit through which the plants are fed and watered and are essential for them to thrive and grow. But this tree has been planted in a brilliant place right by the river. So what does it do? It sends its roots out into the river so that when the challenging times come, it is able to stand, withstand, I should say, the onslaught. I like the expression sending out its roots because it suggests that it pushes its roots out further than ever when the difficult times come and has so much nourishment that it does not fear when heat comes and isn't anxious during the tough times of drought. I think it's easy to see why this picture might be very relevant to us at the moment. How can we continue to thrive and be a blessing in challenging times? Where are our roots? The river is there. The plant just needs to access it. It's the same for us. I love the song, Be Still and Know, which is on the new, um, new wine album from last year. The refrain says this, find me in the river, in the abundance of his love, in the fullness of his promises, and be still my soul. Find me in the river, in the abundance of his love, in the fullness of his promises, and be still my soul. This is where we need to be sending out our roots even deeper into the abundance of God's love and the fullness of his promises into a place of rest and restoration. Jesus says, abide in my love. But when things are difficult, this can be one of the hardest things to do. When I became unwell four and a half years ago, I realized I needed a more structured rhythm of prayer to help me stay close to the Lord. If it depended on whether or not I felt like it, it would rarely happen. So I, know, I knew that I needed to be far more intentional about the time, the place. Even if, as Jenny said last week, I sat with the Lord and said, you know, Lord, you know. But then God prompted me to start practicing thankfulness, which I've been introduced to at the Abbey. So I started keeping a thankfulness journal and found that my perspectives changed, that it led me into worship and wonder and verses from scripture came alive again. And I became so much more aware of the incredible blessings that we receive from God. In this time of isolation and lockdown, so much has changed. But God never changes. His desire is always to bless and to spend time with us. Because of his extravagant love. His incredible love. 
Jeremiah's picture is of a single tree thriving against the odds. But as I look out of my window, there are so many different trees. There they are along the riverbank, the willow, the silver birch, the majestic field maple, the hazel, and so many more. But together they make such a beautiful display. And the greater their diversity, the greater the number of creatures that will live among them and thrive. God meets us all as individuals. But as Paul was saying yesterday, we are being woven into a diverse community by the power of the Holy Spirit in order to express his life to a broken, fearful world for which Christ died and which needs to know his love and his hope more than ever. So let's choose to trust him even in the darkest places and send our roots out into the abundance of his love and the fullness of his promises. Let's pray. Just a moment to be still. Thank you, Lord, for Jeremiah's beautiful picture of a tree that proclaims your love and hope in spite of all the challenges. Thank you that you long for us to spend time with you, putting our roots down deep into your abundant, extravagant love and into your forgiveness and your grace. Help us to learn to trust you more and more, whatever we're going through, so that we may flourish and make Jesus known. In his wonderful name we ask. Amen. Mm -hmm.